<laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Woodscast. Uh, I am Justin, and it is Monday, May uh, May twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. And with me, per the usual, is my brother Shay. What's going on, Shay? Oh, you know, living the dream. Living the dream. I heard you muttering over there about trying yeah. to get your weed right. Yeah, I fucked up my vaporizer screen. Now I fucking, it's all fucked up. I don't know how to get up bed. Ah, I just dropped it, son of a bitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Everything's good. This is great radio. Things are, things are great. This is good radio, yeah. Yeah, this is great radio. Um, Shay and I were just talking about how the last time we did a podcast, I uploaded it to the wrong account. So if you guys want to listen to our, our political musings from three weeks ago, have at it. <laughs> That's back up. Um but anyway, this is a podcast where uh, two brothers, or at least two people who are Tolbert brothers, enjoy uh, several adult beverages and shout into the abyss about the shit going on in the simulation you noobs call life. Uh, as always, everything is made up and the outline doesn't matter, although we're going to try to follow it because i got a bunch of videos I want to show Shay. Um, I've been drinking. i got like three beers in me, Shay. How are you doing? Uh, a couple of beers and I just made a cocktail, so... Okay, I've spent the last several weeks calibrating the flow flow meter on my. Uh, oh yeah, calibrator. this is this is a saga. How's that going? Is it well, uh... I, like I guess we'll have to see. I, I um measured like you know you know, you pour out beers and you measure the difference and you recalibrate it. Mm-hmm. I plotted some curves and then I did some uh, you know some statistical analysis and matched the curve to the what should be the correct answer. Now here the thing is is like how close to fifteen point five gallons is it gonna be when it craps out on me? So we'll have to see here in about three gallons or so. But uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm, I will put as many kegs to the kegerator as I have to to get this calibrated. Is what I'm. Saying. I mean, it's for science. It's for science. And we want everybody listening to this to know why when we get to the end of this, we usually fuck up uh, how to get a hold of us or something similar to that. Um, you know what do they say? They say that uh. Everybody said that uh, Rush Limbaugh had an easy job, but talking for an hour and 40 minutes isn't isn't that easy. It's really hard. I say uh, bullshit. We do it all the time. Uh-huh, and we and I don't eight, even get paid for it. And we put eight beers on top of it. So there you yeah. go. Well, I don't know. We don't know how many oxycodone you put on top of Ooh, it. So. But he's point. been sober for what, three or four months now? Uh, it's one of the numbers, 96 days. So uh, It's so, funny because he's dead. Right. It's funny because it's true. Um, so anyway, the numbers for the week, we are in the 124th uh, day of the Biden administration. It's been 130 days since uh, there was an attempt to overthrow a free and fair election. Uh, Biden's current polling, the most recent polling that came out today, uh, 62-38% approval, plus 24% proof. Uh, we are 439 days into the COVID-19 global pandemic. We'll talk a little bit about that. And like I said before, congratulations, Rush Limbaugh, on 96 days sober. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like to say he's got me beat. That's true. That's true. As Rachel and I will watch Intervention, and you know, at the end they do the recap, and like you know, Sally is, you know, has been sober since October seventh of two thousand twenty, and I'm like, yeah, I got me beat. Rachel's like, that's not funny. It's like we paused. Ah, it's a little. That's funny. We paused the show about Intervention so I can make a drink. Like it's not. Yeah. I one of my favorite episodes of Intervention was a really early season, maybe like first or second season, where they had this this guy that was homeless. I mean, he was, he was homeless because he, he ch- his parents were basically like, you have to stop drinking or we're going to cut you off. And he was like, right. fuck that, I'm drinking. So he just decided to, like, buy cases of beer and drink on the street. And during the intervention, uh, his mom had, like, a case of, I want to say it was Milwaukee's Best Ice. Mm-hmm. 
and she set it on the table in the middle of the room and the, the guy running the intervention is like that's a terrible idea you can't do that and she's like listen <laughs> he's just gonna leave if we don't have once he walks in the room and sees what's going on he's gonna leave so we gotta keep him here with a beer and he's like it's not gonna work and <laughs> the guy walks into the room and goes oh fuck this but that's awesome grabs a case of beer and just walks the fuck oh, out yeah. and then like 10 minutes later they find him like three blocks away and he's drank half of and he's just hammered oh good times some of those get real good when they open the door and they're like oh fuck this noise i'm out nope yeah. <laughs> they just leave yeah they just leave uh one of the favorites for rachel and i was an um, episode called was was called christy and she was into math and alcohol and she would strip she was a stripper uh, she would strip for money, then she would also just go to the you know liquor stores and just like flirt with men to get them to buy her alcohol. And then yeah. of course the guys would be like, "Won't you come back to my apartment?" She's like, "No, I'm fine." Like and just run off with a bottle of vodka. But she she uh, stayed in her father's guest house. So her father had a rental house, and she stayed in the guest house. So I remember you, this. Imagine renting a house and having a meth addict who like walks around naked and throws empty vodka bottles at, at the side of your house, like live behind you, and um. The most, the most, like, the thing that, like, surprised me the most about that one was uh, not that how drunk she would get and how, you know, messed up she was, but, like, her younger sister, who, um, you know, probably had 30 pounds on her because this girl is, like, you know, doing meth all the time, like, brought her some food, and she made fun of her sister, and she's like, you're a fat bitch. She's like, oh, you think you're Captain Awesome? Why don't you come over here and say that again? And her sister just beat the shit out of her in their, like, driveway, and the girl was butt naked. Let's be clear. Intervention is exploitative as fuck. Oh, yes. And I fully acknowledge that, yet still love the ridiculous bullshit on that but it's show. Almost, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm reading an update about her yeah. now. Well, it's almost like, I mean, it's 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 almost like a pay-to-play because they, they, like, dangle out, you know, sobriety in front of them for the show. And I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. It's exploitative, but it's also an amazing show. Rachel and I also get, are big into hoarders, which is amazing but whatever we can talk about that later man hoarders works on two different levels it's like hey man uh i don't want to turn into that i'm gonna clean my room so then my place is spotless or i look at how dirty my room is versus that and i'm like that's eh, not so bad i'm i'm okay I'm like there's okay. there's not like a dead dog under some of yeah my there's stuff. no flattened cats in here yeah, anywhere right, like right, it's right, fine right um, the one hoarders that if you ever aboard Shay, there's one. It's called the Julian Price House, and it's mm. the woman. Her name was Sandra. It's like the eighth episode of not this season, but last season or something. I watched it like half dozen. Wait, times. wait, 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 wait. That show is still on. Oh yeah, yeah. Still oh on. holy still on. shit! But like one of the, I think it was like either the last or second to last episode of the previous season. This woman named Sandra had her house. She was evicted out of her house, right? She was evicted out of her house. Yeah. Um, she had hoarded the entire mansion, like this giant house. This really nice gay couple bought the house, and they were going to. They knew it was as is. Like they knew they bought it as is. So whatever was there, they had to deal with. So instead of just you know throwing it all out in the backyard, I'm and, looking and at the pictures of the house, and this is like a legit mansion. This yeah, is yeah, not, it's, yeah, it's this legit. Is, like left west wing east wing kind of mansion and these these this this wonderful gay couple was gonna like let them go through her stuff auction off what they could so she had some money she had apparently been living in a, a van on the property but she refused to let them throw anything away because she believed that because the mortgage crisis in what was it 2006 or 7 since the federal government bailed out F fannie mae that they had paid her mortgage and the house was still hers free and clear and they were like, listen, you crazy bitch, we bought the house. And so, like, sheriffs are showing up, lawyers are showing up. 
And they're like, you own the house. If you, you can stop this at any time and tell her to get the fuck off your property. But like, they were just too sweet and they were nice to her trying to help her get on her feet and everything. And then at one point she was like, well, I plan on fighting this eviction in court next month. He's like, then why am I helping you? Because you're going to cost me another $100,000 in court fees. He's like, you crazy bitch. And like one of them, like one of the other gay couple, one of them would get mad. The other one would just cry. And she knew who to talk to. So she always talked to the one that would cry. It, it was amazing. Like I would tell Rachel, it's like you take all of her stuff out in the yard and you burn it. Yeah. You, you just burn, burn it. it. Like, like legally there's like i bought the house as is i own all this i'm gonna right. burn it yeah it's amazing i don't know there's, there's much better people than me yeah um, for sure oh yeah i'm looking at the before and after the interior section now man so the guys that so what i'm picking up on this is the guys that bought this house were fucking loaded they bought it and flipped it and sold it to somebody who turned it into a bed and breakfast if i'm not uh, that makes sense okay okay all right so other numbers covid shay you're now fully vaccinated right oh yeah i have been for a while Nice. Good job. Um, so right now our number, everything is going in the right direction. Um, so we still have, you know, 33.9 plus million cases, uh, over 600,000 Americans have died. Um, that's over 201 9 11s or excuse me, 151,000 or kilo Benghazi's as we say here on the Woodscast. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the vaccination average just dipped because we, I know we've talked about this before. Like we have stopped having a supply problem, and now we have a hesitancy problem. Yeah, just dummies that won't get it. Right. So we used to be at like three plus million doses a day. Now we're at, you know one point seven eight million plus doses a day. Um, we're getting there. Uh, as as we sit here today, forty nine percent of Americans, adult Americans, have either gotten one shot or are fully vaccinated. So like we're getting there. Um. One of the things that happened this past week was, and you said it was naughty, but now if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask when you go outside or indoors. Yeah, for sure. And um, I really love that because for the past six weeks, everybody from Tucker Carlson to Alex Jones has said that they've already told you this. Hey, the, the masks are never coming off. This is this is the totalitarian one oh, no. government. And then they're just like, hey, guys, if you're vaccinated, get weird. We're fine with it. No, it fucking Tucker Carlson. That uh, the uh, CDC announced that on when the hell was that? It's like the sixteenth or something. Yeah, May sixteenth. So the night before, Tucker Carlson is on his show and he's like, "They've already told you the masks are never coming off, so you just better get used to that." Because that's what the Democrats want. They want the masks not to come off. They want to control you. Not ten hours later, the CDC is like, "Hey guys, if you're vaccinated, get fucking weird with it." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, shit." So now they've got some weird thing going about like how the Democrats want to keep wearing their masks because it's a virtue signal. And it's like, no, I'm walking around without a mask. I got vaccinated. No, that's, I always, <clears throat> excuse me, I always have a mask on me. Yeah. Just What's in case that? someone wants, and like I still go, and I've kind of been using the, the rule of thumb. Well, actually, no, for the first time I went into uh, King Supers, which is a grocery store. It's Kroger back east, so, you know, with just a big chain of stores. Um, Jewel without Osco a mask. Yeah, what is it? Jewel Osco here. Okay, yeah. so same thing, whatever. Yeah. But like, I walked into the walked in, and the reason I've been wearing my mask in in places is because the employees still have them, and I don't want to be that guy that's like the employees are like, look at this fucking dick, he's probably not vaccinated. Because let's be clear, I'm kind of southern sounding, I'm big, I'm bald, uh, I have a beard, so a lot of people probably just assume I look like a Republican anti-masker, yeah. and uh, you know, so I'm like, fuck, I don't want. Pe-. So I wear a mask, but then I went into the King Supers last night for the first time in a while. Um, 
and holy shit, dog, stop chewing on the goddamn squeak. I'm sure you can hear this. Um, I can I can hear it a little bit, but it's yeah. not bad. Okay, but uh, anyway, uh, and it, I noticed most of the employees didn't have a mask on. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I took my mask off, and it was it was so weird how <laughs> exhilarating is the word I'll use to shop for fucking ground beef and potato chips yeah. without a mask on. Well, I walked into Walmart. The like, I, I think I, I posted this on Facebook. Like, well, now you should wear a mask in Walmart anyway, but that's just because it's a Walmart and the people that go there, including <laughs> myself. But um, well, like I, I, I stopped in Walmart the day that happened, the day the CDC said, and I wore a mask because they still had the mask yeah. required sign up on the fucking door. So I wasn't, you know, I you know, I knew that what the vast majority of the people that were working weren't playing on their phones, even though you see them do that in the middle of the store all the time, whatever. But like, they might not have gotten that news, you know, maybe, maybe they're playing candy crush. I don't give a shit, you know, and then the managers haven't made the change. So like, don't go in there and like, and climb up on the uh, bread rack and make a big scene as if you're Will, William Wallace or some nonsense. But, um, in, over that weekend, like all the places we go put up signs to say, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. And, but here in Illinois, I think it's still like the employers are requiring employees to wear the masks, but people who come in and out don't have to. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's their business. If they want to make them wear, uh, you know, the little hats with the, the, the little spinners on top, you know, whatever you want to make the uniform, that's your business. It's your, you know, it's your business literally. But, um, yeah, I was, I'm super entertained by all the people that were like, yeah, they're going to make us wear the masks for the rest of our lives. And ten hours later, well, fuck. Uh, Democrats still want to wear masks. No, we're not. We just got vaccinated. You Neanderthals won't get vaccinated. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting a lot of. Uh, it hasn't really kicked up yet, but it will because we're we're still months away from it. Like I got my second dose in March, like like mid March. So that means I should expect to have to have a booster of some sort come next March, you know, that's, that's people are, you know, we have yearly, uh, regular flu vaccines. Um, I think at the first of the year next year or closer end of this year, beginning of next year, you're going to hear a lot of people start making a lot of fucking noise about the fact they have to get a booster mm-hmm. as if Bill Gates is, is, has gotten this under his control or something, but they're all assholes. So don't pay attention. I mean, I'm, t- I mean, I've already got it marked in my calendar, like March, uh, 2022, go get a booster. It doesn't bother me at all. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, so. I'd be about about May. I and you know, and you know, I, I don't see a problem with that. Obviously, that's how vaccines work. Um, mm-hmm. As long as all of a sudden they're like, okay, cool. Remember that first? The first two were free. This is a thousand dollars. Yeah, I I, I I don't but think that's they not, can do no, that now. No, no, they can't. Because didn't they open up the patent or some shit? Oh, I don't I don't know if they did. I know Biden said he was they for it. I don't know if it to... actually happened. But uh, Biden Biden had expressed. Um, uh, support for removing the uh, moving the patents and opening up the intellectual property rights of the vaccine, so that places like India can make other vaccine other than they make the AstraZeneca one there in India. Yeah, but they've also been waylaid by. I mean, like like we talked about last time, India is fucking on fire with the uh, COVID vaccines. They're finding people in um, their rivers because it costs uh, because the poor can't afford to have them cremated. Yeah, I mean it's just insane how how bad COVID is hitting India right now. So even the manufacturing sites that can manufacture the vaccines that they have are below capacity because they can't find anybody. Yeah. Like, you know, we talked about, did we talk about like lumber? 
last time we did the podcast like uh i mean we have yeah every every hillbilly you know on facebook is complaining how much it costs to build a deck now if you ask them if they're building a deck right now they say no but it's going to cost three times more than it did last year i'm like okay so 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 the hypothetical thing you're not going to do is going to be more expensive and that hurts your budget how you know but if you look into like why lumber is so expensive, you find that the lumber mills that supply all of these retail chains can't k- keep themselves fully staffed because of COVID shortages. Yep. And then on top of that, during the shutdowns of last year, apparently a lot of the big lumber companies bought out the little ones that couldn't survive through the shutdown. And now, so they have consolidated a lot of their you know processing. Oh, income. man, that's always good. And yeah, so when they consolidate you know, supply, guess what happens to, to demand, you know? Um, I mean, I don't have a degree in economics, and I can figure that I can follow this fucking line. But um, yeah. So so everybody's complaining about that shit. But like, I guess we'll get there. But I, 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 to 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 your question, to your statement, I don't think it's gonna be a twelve hundred dollar shot next year. Um, you got people like uh, Rand Paul that say that he's already got COVID and he's immune, so he's not gonna take the shot. And um, I've never wished for somebody to get COVID more a second time. Oh no. I mean, technically he's right, but it's just for a much shorter period of time than if you get a vaccine, specifically right. the mRNA one, I think. That's my understanding of it. But, you know, yeah, I'd love to see Rand Paul come down with all number of different kind of deadly diseases. Uh, you know. And I, survive I, all of them to live a long and healthy life crippled by his own idiocy. Yes, yes. I would like to uh, point out that Rand Paul is a doctor. He's an opto- uh, He's an optometrist. And he created his own board to certify him as an optometrist. His dad and his like wife's friends are on the board. No so, shit. That's fine. It would be like if, Shay, if you wanted to be a heart surgeon, and then mom, dad, me, and Aunt Jane sat on the board that approved you to be a heart surgeon. I mean, I you know, I'm all for it. I, I'm not sure, sir, anyone should, should come to my clinic, but... I, I, think, your, uh, I think your insurance is going to be through the roof real quick. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, yeah real yeah. bad. But you'll get some good pills out of it get that pad um all right so speaking of i've got a lot of things i want to talk about here today we're going to dip uh touch on a couple of them but one thing we have to cover is that matt gates is still in a bunch of deep shit and it's gotten worse somehow since we recorded a podcast i didn't think this story would wrap up anytime soon but i didn't think it would take this turn so uh since last time we talked his buddy uh joel greenberg yeah, I was going to say, one of his buddies has pleaded guilty to the very thing that Matt Gates has been like, no, we didn't do it. Yeah, and so, like, Joel Greenberg has pleaded guilty to six felonies that include paying a minor for sex and sex trafficking. And whenever I read that headline, the first thing that popped in my head is that gif from uh, Friday where they go, damn! Yeah. Because if you pled guilty to paying a minor for sex and sex trafficking, what the fuck else were the felonies that you were, you, yep. you know, because yeah. usually you plead to something that, like, yeah, tax fraud, to get out of the sex trafficking thing, you know? But no, they're going to nail him for, for paying a minor for sex and sex trafficking, and that's not good. Uh, so our, so uh, so uh, Matt Gates's bro is uh, complain, uh, is cooperating with the feds and will likely name names. Apparently the, the, the statement he, he signed on to affidavit, I don't know what, what it exactly it would be called, some lawyer um, bullshit. Yeah, it was like 65 pages long. And they're not going to, of course, announce all the people that he named now because they're still investigating those people. And they won't name those names until they have those, you know, 
court filings and the ducks in a row and everything. So everybody's still kind of like waiting on on bated breath to see like how bad this is going to be for how many people. Um, but in the interim, another story broke that uh, a model, Megan Zalonka, Z A L O N K A, Zalonka, Megan Zalonka, escort slash model um, that Gates paid to have sex with her. Uh, Witnesses say that she, uh, at an after party for a GP fundraiser event, uh, Zalonka brought and prepared lines of coke in Gates' hotel room for everybody to enjoy, and Gates thereby, then then afterwards, Gates wrote off that um, hotel room expense as a campaign expense, so good on good on Gates there. Awesome. And um, I would like to point out that Zalonka is not a minor. She's like 32 now, so she could not have been underage when this happened, 2017. So that's a good you know, step up. For, so, I mean, uh, Justin, Gates. am I right in assuming that the right is super upset about it and wants him to step down? Well, I actually saw <laughs> a couple of my more conservative friends post on Facebook what they thought was a wicked burn. And they're like, I don't want to live in a world where Democrats are the ones playing by the rules and Republicans are the ones doing drugs and partying and having sex. And I was like, you misspelled paying a minor for sex. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't don't get me wrong here. You guys aren't fucking uh, you're fucking uh, Frank Zappa. You yeah. are you are um, Ted Nugent. Okay, that sick little fuck. Which uh, there are some really good articles about how much Ted Nugent's into apartheid and banging underage girls. Oh yeah, Ted Nugent yeah. is a huge piece of shit. Huge piece of shit. Huge um, piece of shit. Would you believe it or not? That he comes on the Alex Jones show all the time. Ah, hundred percent. Yeah, and the funny thing is, if if you want to, I, I haven't pulled it, and and one of the things I wanted to show you, Shay, is I wanted like a good minute and a half rant by Alex Jones about all of his anti-vax, Bill Gates, Illuminati, mm-hmm. one, you know, all, he he gets. And I haven't found a really good minute and a half to show you, but I will because he just goes on these stupid ass rants. But um, the knowledge fight guys, uh, Dan pointed out something that made me laugh for a good solid probably 15 minutes every time um uh oh shit uh nugent the nuge every time ted nugent comes on Infowars, he is constantly talking about how you know uh, straight edge he is right he's just living off god and guns and 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 grizzly bear meat or whatever but he has such an affection of a guy who's just coked out of his skull like he won't breathe it's just constant talking so it's like i've met that guy at a party I have been quartered by that guy at a party. And I was like, God, for somebody who says you're straight edge, you so sound like you're on coke. In the middle of yeah, the day. Th- yeah, that's not uncommon for those guys, though. I've seen it, you know? Yeah. What, to be straight edge and on coke? or No, no, to to, to be straight edge and then be totally uh, uh, seem like you're tweaked out all the time. Yeah, like that was a big thing. And, you know, in the I mean, you know, back in the what the early 2000s, you had the uh, the uh, the straight core, hardcore straight edge, however you phrase it, depending on what region of the country you're from metal scene. And that was real big in Huntington where we're from, Um, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, so you'd have all these fucking like super heavy, hardcore bands playing at the YMCA and just huge crowds of people beating the living shit out of each other in these nasty circle pits and they are all stone cold sober the whole time like that was what they did i remember when you know hate breed was one of those one of those bands yeah. that was real popular yeah. and hate and then like i remember going to a hate breed show and uh almost in the like standing next to one of the pits and being like no 
Like, cause it's not like a normal mosh pit where you're just like knocking around or whatever. I mean, it's, it's like, there's people in there just fucking cracking skulls and shit and they love it. And they're sober as fuck the whole time. At least most of them are. I'm sure a bunch of them are on PCP or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somebody was like that, uh, that bear that apparently ate five pounds of cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Listen, I've never uh, eaten five pounds of cocaine or done PCP, but I imagine a hate breed show would go well with that. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, I am the Alpha and the Omega. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the power went out. Just hook hook the, hook the, hook the connection. Yeah, no, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, all right, third and final thing. Uh, apparently, Matt, Matt Gates' ex-girlfriend is cooperating. Uh, Matt Gates says, Retro. And um, uh, I'm hoping that he paid for a lot of her shit, too, because she's turning state's evidence. She apparently is a former Capitol Hill staffer, which could mean fucking anything from he was, uh, you know, worked for him and he shouldn't have been banging her to work yeah. for somebody else, you know. But um, she apparently has the 411 on the time in 2017 where he paid a minor for sex and... Uh, sex trafficked uh, subsequent minor. We'll do you think there. he'll have to end up stepping down, or do you think he'll? That depends on how much of this they can stick on him to actually he has done. Like if he if they find like solid like I, I what I would like to see is a world where they find solid proof he did some shady shit and they go and he refuses to step down. So there's footage all over the news of them just hauling his ass out of his office and cuffs. As, I mean, as, it's... as an elective reference because I mean he's not he's not for re-election until 2022, right? Right, he's not yeah, for so. election until twenty twenty two, and he has denied all this. He, he these are all uh, you know these these all these things that he has done. He's done quote unquote allegedly. Um, he's denied all of it. Um, the fact I mean, that even they, if he didn't do it, his buddies are. So that's that's still good. Right, for it's me, yeah. the fact that he. I don't want to say this because of his influence and his popularity not only in his party but in the county in florida that he's at he could be indicted and probably win a re-election i have no yeah, problem with that yeah um i have no problem saying that would that indictment stick and become a conviction that has everything to do with what kind of evidence they have considering that they got his friends and ex-girlfriends uh cooperating it looks real bad for matt gates that that wouldn't turn up something that they could pin on him is that something that would turn the voters? And he's in a super red district in Florida. Yeah. So, you know, they would probably be like, hey, man, he partied. That's fine. We partied. And just gloss over the fact that this underage woman is a victim. She is not, a, you know, this is statutory rape at best. You know, um, she is not allowed to make that decision based on the laws in Florida. Yeah. Um, so, I... <laughs> I, I know where you're going, and I think that the best thing that's probably going to happen is he's going to resign and try to disappear into the nothingness that is, you know, hey, I did some shady shit in, while I was a politician, and let's kind of try to lay low and get over it. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, he's such a, a grand – like, he just he just did um, a rally with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in Arizona to promote the big lie, which we got to talk about next. But, like – you know, like he is one of those guys that, like, he doesn't put legislation forward. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's kicked off all of her committees. All they do is shit post as fucking Congress men and women. You know, as Congress people. So, like, I don't, I don't know what you'd have to do to get him to step down. And if he stepped down, I don't know what you'd have to do to get him to stay the fuck off Twitter and you know, going on Fox News and Newsmax and OAN. Yeah. OAN. I, I don't know, man. His family is loaded. So, him doing a perp walk. Yeah, I was talking about this with, and we've talked about this too. Donald Trump is under 10 different possible 
state, you know, indictments. Federal go like he can get pardoned from the federal government by somebody, but the state shits it's on him. Um, and you and I have discussed Trump is rich. Trump is a foreign president. Trump has has influence and he has money. The odds of him literally hands cuffed behind his back, walked out of Trump Tower, yeah. thrown in the back of the police officer, super super rare. Mm-hmm. Um, the odds of him being sued just ubiquitously until the day he 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 goes tits up much more much more right you know just, oh, yeah, just especially in since court he's what, all 70... the time 72 or 3 right now he is 74 really yep well remember how everybody said that uh biden was too old i would like yeah. to reiterate shay that there is a short uh, there's a smaller age difference between the two of us i was born 80 you were born 85 than there is between uh uh, I'm sorry. There is is a bigger difference between you and I than there is between Trump and uh, Biden. Yeah. No. Yeah. There. You know, so. So. You know. It, what's going to be great is if Trump tries to run again in 2024, he'll be the same age as Biden is now, and everyone's going to be like, "He's so young." Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. He's, I, just, he's, yeah. Uh, I don't but, know. But speaking of of you know Trump being like fit to serve, there was well, no. A... He was never fit to serve. Nah, I mean, no. that's. Thank you. Correction. Thank you. Thank you for fact-checking me in real yeah. time. Sorry, I, um, I just checked my notes. Yeah, checking notes. Yeah. Um, there was I, – I, one day I was just sitting at my desk and I was like, is Trump a good golfer? Because I know he liked to play a lot of golf. He huh, golf that's a, I've, I have read anecdotally he is not, but I don't, I don't actually know. Well, I read a story from like Golf Magazine from like 2000. I've read that he cheats. Yeah, yeah, he's already cheats. But, but I, I but, you read, know, that's – I read a, a, a story from Golf Magazine in like 2013, 2012, back when he was making like all this noise he was going to run against mm-hmm. Obama and Obama's second term. And this article was like it was written by – I mean Trump could not have written this article better. It was like Trump, a, sta- a, a solid six foot two, uh, approaches the ball in a standard manner, but his backswing is a lot shorter than you think, and he uses the power on his chest to drive the ball forward. He's a scratch golfer, but it just went on to talk about how basically Trump plays golf like a glistening god, and there's just he's just his chest ripples from all the, I mean, and then you, you know, like Google Trump 2012, and it's that picture of him with a fat ass playing tennis. I'm like, all right, buddy. Everything like, I'm uh, googling said he has a handicap of 2.8, which I don't know what that means. If you have a small handicap, it means you usually play close to par. Okay, but course. what's a large handicap? Like what number uh, would like be? Like twelve or fourteen. Oh, okay. So he's okay. If that's true, then he's a decent no. golfer. Yeah, he's a go. Well, Shay, if you own a fucking golf course, I oh yeah, that was going to be the next thing in my mouth. Is like it would be really, <laughs> right. really fun for him to golf as much as he does, and then him be terrible. But like realistically, he's probably. I know he's better than me. He's probably right. better than you. Um, I-, I think the last time just, I had my just for sheer fact that he plays like once a week or something. Oh, he plays, yeah, well. Or whatever played, the nut, you know, a lot. Yeah. He plays like, but also I'm probably better at Apex Legends than him because I play there that every go. day almost. So, I mean, it's go. like, you know. Um, I'll tell you right now, the last time I calculated, like, my handicap, it was like 14 or something like that. Okay. Um, but, so mine's yeah, got to be like a 30. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, so that means, like, I could go out and have a good day and beat Donald Trump at golf on his own golf course is what I'm saying. Yeah, Because you'd have sure. to subtract 15 from my score or whatever, and he would just cry, and, and I would I would, I would would film the whole thing. I'd wear a GoPro. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, but anyway. Um, one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about today, but I, I, let's put a pin in it until next time, is that Supreme Court has decided to take up two very 
uh, possibly influential court cases. Uh, and now that we have a new basically six, uh, uh, basically five, well, five, four, no, six, three majority, um, conservative majority on the Supreme Court. Um, the Supreme Court has decided to take up a Second Amendment issue for New York uh, about being able to store and trans and, and transport your your firearms mm-hmm. uh, in and out of the city. I want to say it was out in and out of the city of New York, but that might have been an, an older right, case. But whatever. but they're not. I, I know you and I don't care too much because we're both gun owners and we're no. not like big big weirdos on gun rights and everything. Oh. Um, I, I do find it funny sometimes when I talk to my other friends that are you know like quote unquote into guns. Like the things that don't bother me at all, like they would, they just cry all night. Yeah. Out. Oh, I know. That's and it, well, it's, it's funny weird. too because I'm even a perfect example. Like I have, what do I have? I have. Well, I own four firearms. Three of them are functioning. I have a Glock 19, which is was a gift to me, uh, sent to me in the mail through an FFL, so it's registered with the state, all that shit. And then all I've right. got a 3030 and an SKS that are not registered at all. Like, there is no record of them ever being bought. I just have them. There's nothing that ever ties me to them. So, like, I have both ends of that. I've got the registered gun and I've got the unregistered gun. And if for whatever reason, like, the state of Colorado was like, hey, if you have a rifle, like, probably the way they do it here, if it worked out, I was like, hey, if you want to go to one of the public firing ranges, you're going to have to show the range master that you've registered this gun. I would go, oh, fuck, and I'd pay the 50 bucks I registered. I wouldn't care. But, like, I've got friends that would be screaming about tyranny and, you know, fucking taking down the government and all that shit if that happened and i'm just like i don't really care man i go to the range maybe once a year so like i probably just won't do it but whatever i I go several times a year and i think it's fun and and it's fine but like i'm I'm with you like i have several firearms that i bought and had sent to me through and uh um ffl and you know other ones dad gave us you know but when i moved here i had to register them to get my uh uh oh shit firearm owner's license Void card here, firearm owner identification card, some void card, and um, you know, I didn't fucking keep me up at night at all to say like, yeah, I got these guns. There they are. I mean, you can't have them, but yeah. Um, one of one of the things I know several of my friends are like super weirded out about is uh, magazine size limits. Uh, that's a fun one because uh, Colorado has those magazine size limits, and right, they it. I mean, I. I, I, but it's I like am, 15 rounds. Though. Well, here, it's, I think it's 10 here. Um, and and I'll be honest, I kind of tend to side with the people that say it's a stupid rule because you can't enforce it. And that is true because when they made that change, a, a lot of the sheriffs in Colorado, like the law enforcement, you know, uh, uh, the people in charge, of, you know, making sure that shit gets taken care of. Um Law enforcement management, the higher ups, right. they all said the same thing. They're like, holy shit, there's no way we can enforce that. We're not going to. Enforce oh yeah, it. Like, yeah. And 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 that by itself, you know, and and, and I get it because like I can go to any state in any direction and get a magazine as size I want. Um, my Glock, I have like five 18 round mags for my Glock, and those are ten, they're they're legal because they were grandfathered in. But here's right. the thing: there's no way to say you can't check that. So like I can go to Wyoming, buy a magazine, bring it back. And if somebody says something, I just say, Oh, I had it before the law changed. And they go, way to go, buddy. Um, well, and, and like, here's the same thing. Like in in Illinois, there's a, there isn't a, I just looked it up and it did not show up. Um, unless they changed the law because I was told that we had a 10 round, um, magazine limit here in Illinois. My buddy is always complained that if he has to travel, he never flies to Chicago. And I was like, let me, let me get this right. You will not fly through Chicago, the third largest hub in the planet, 
because, or maybe the state, maybe the United States, third largest hub in the United States because they make you uh, switch from a 17-round magazine to a 10-round magazine. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't handle it. I'm like, really? Do you have 10-round magazines? He's like, yeah. He's like, then just take those. Like, I have 14-round magazines. For but here's the thing, man. You can have a 10-round magazine, but you can own as many 10-round magazines right, as you want. Right, right, like, yeah. Every, it's every dumb. You... I, I really hate magazine limits because I understand where it's coming from, but a lot of the times, on a state level at least, those laws are – they're more or less just – to make you feel like something's being done it doesn't actually make any difference and and anyone with it's any amount those, of it's it, one of those deals they make it's Listen, a knee, it's a, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a, a knee-jerk reaction it's a deal yeah. it's a compromise but it's it's stupid because then then it makes the the people that push for these gun control laws look like dipshits because the, the stuff that they're touting is useless and then you can't get any actual change done because everybody's like look at these idiots um yeah. i mean well, i've, I've watched like fire Farm instructors uh, talk about how uh, actually one of the when I took my concealed carry permit class, the farm instructor, he was talking about how like, yeah, magazine limits are, are, are on paper. They make they look good. They make everybody feel good. And, but anyone with like a very minimal amount of training, like the kind of thing you can teach yourself at home alone can switch between two 10 round mags in less than a second. Like it's not right. it's real was, stupid. And it's, I was going to yeah. say, uh, go on YouTube and google uh speed 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 magazines or you know those guys tech. that train for that shit that is horrifying you can almost not see it yeah it's like a magic trick yeah it's crazy all, all, all you hear is a click of metal and then he fires 10 more rounds mm -hmm. you don't see the magazine so like yeah it's a thing and um usually when the uh you hear about the you know good guy with a gun gunning down the bad guy or people tackling the, the bad guy is when they're changing magazines and their gun jams it's not that it took them that long to get the magazine down, for the most part. I mean, of course, yeah. you, know, you can't say anything like that. It's, it's, it's you know, it's everything. But no, the the magazine limits always always crack me up. Like if uh, if like if somebody like comes I get it, I do. Oh yeah, and 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 I guess technically on some level, yes, it's better than nothing. But it's well, like well, almost nothing. It, well, here, here here's the thing that always cracks me up is people are like you know I, I tell people everything's like hey you want you want a silencer on your gun pass a background check. You want a 200-round drum that you can put on your Glock? Pass background check. For yeah. That. Anything that's uh, above the capacity that's sold with that uh, handgun or rifle, pass background check. Have you ever seen uh, someone fully, uh, someone put a two, the drum magazine on the Glock and modify it to be full auto? Oh, yeah. how, how fast it just melts the gun, pretty much? It's oh, so yeah. Much it's just, it's you, can't, you would never hit anything with it. I, I, that's, yeah. You should make that legal because you're less likely to hit somebody with one of those, <laughs> you know? Well, and everybody talks about up. how Barack Obama took all of their guns. Barack Obama took zero guns from anybody. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, Trump was the one that said, and I quote, take the guns first, do due process later. And he banned uh, bump stocks, which are stupid. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I was going to talk about. You ever fired wanna... something with a bump stock? No. It's real uh, fun, but it's it's such a like you would like it's it's dumb. Like you do it to wave your dick around at the gun range. I mean, most gun ranges around here will kick you out if you pull up a bump stock, but if you're in the bat, like in the national forest areas where you can shoot in a lot more places unregulated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll hear those guys just pop 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 pop. And it, it's a lot of fun to do, but man is it expensive to shoot something with a bump stock. <laughs> the, the way I the way I would approach it is like have you ever hit a, a really uneven railroad crossing going way too fast? That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. It's like whoa <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't no, it's dumb. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing, and that's kind of why I said I want to put a pin in this. I mean, we talked about it for a couple minutes now, yeah, but yeah. I, wa- I want to get down the cases before I, I talk about this, is that the Supreme Court has decided to take up, I want to say, the Missouri abortion case, where they yeah. have limited abortion to six weeks after a woman is pregnant. And um, uh, I believe Texas did, just did that, too. Um, so basically what I want to nail down, and, and I'm talking out of my ass here, everybody, so if you want to you bitch, bitch, please bitch and correct me, but um, Roe versus Wade was ba- was was uh, decided based on the 14th Amendment, and they decided based on that it's a woman's right to have an abortion up until the, the fetus is viable, and viability means you could remove the baby from the mother and it would survive on its own. Um, now what they're trying to do is they're trying to dale back that time of viability you know, to basically they want to put the they want to say that as soon as the woman can actually find out she's pregnant, it's too late to have an abortion. Yeah. So that's that's what they're doing now. And they're going to present that in front of the uh, Supreme Court that now has a six to three conservative majority. And uh, everybody asks how you would end up in the Handmaid's Tale. This is how you get there. This is step one. Uh, it would be outlawing anything like this because this this would also outlaw a bunch of out, outlaw a bunch of uh, contraceptives. Mm-hmm. in most cases based on these rules um i guess i just have to say uh before you know i will look into this make sure i have the case law right and i have the actual rulings correct and i think we should revisit this you know next next week or next time we do this um it's gonna be like a year before this is decided because they're gonna argue it they said like this fall didn't biden sign something for a commission to expand <laughs> the supreme court or whatever what's the what the, the, the pc term for it is Biden, like the, if I'm not mistaken, without Googling it, you can Google while I talk. Uh, uh, Biden signed an executive order to um, to create a commission to Biden, on Yeah, here it is. Biden, re- Biden this is, this is from, the Supreme Court. Yeah, this is White House. Reform, that's the way that's the word. Reform. But Reform. Biden, uh, WhiteHouse.gov, President Biden to sign an executive order creating a presidential commission on the Supreme Court of the United States. And, yeah, that's basically right. what it is. So the question they want to ask is, uh, now, there's nothing in the Constitution that says there, there nope. has to be nine uh, justices. Um, ask Mitch McConnell. He let there be eight for over a year. Yeah. He did not give That's my favorite thing about fucking – when he, I remember when he signed this, everybody's like – the Republicans were like, oh, he's trying to stack the Supreme Court. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't expect you to not be a hypocrite about that. But, like, really, right, bro? Right. Like, yeah. that's literally what you've – like, I have conservative friends that are like, oh, he's going to stack the Supreme Court. And I'm like, that's exactly what McConnell and Trump have done. Like, what do you – right. And, and like it's oh yeah it's it's dumb shit I mean that's but it yeah that's had right. it's been what's the highest it's ever been do you know oh I don't know off the top I know it's been as high as thirteen I was I think thirteen is the highest it's ever been and I I like that number because there's thirteen appeals courts for the United States so I think there should be one from every appeals court just me. yeah um and if I was Joe Biden right now I would um I would try to work it out that. How do I want to say this? You did. You, I would. I would make sure that everybody was who was nominated had to be approved by both sides. In that, like, you don't don't change the majority now. Like, yeah, to change it to add just to add to add um, uh, four liberals, just super liberals to change yeah. the court. That would piss everybody off, and then that would mean that. The Republicans are just going to make it 16 next time or 21 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I would do if I was Biden, I would say we're going to make – we're going to change the number of the court to 13 right now. I would like Mitch McConnell to nominate two people. I would nominate two people. As long as those two people on each side aren't fucking crazy, 
then we will add two conservatives and two liberals mm -hmm. and just make that the number. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. And then make a constitutional amendment to keep it at 13 because I like the synergy of 13. Um, appeals courts in 13. I think there's 13 appeals courts. Am I just making that up? Uh, you might be, but I'd not be the one to tell you. All right. Well, we'll have to fast check that later. Um, all right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, real quick before we take a break and I show you a bunch of movies that will piss you off. That's why I need to get more beer. Is Cyber Ninjas. We talked a lot about them the last time. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that okay, so that um, that recount, quote unquote recount, that audit, quote unquote mm -hmm. audit. Now let's be very clear: there were two audits and a recount already in Arizona, and it showed no fraud. Um, these assholes from uh, Cyber Ninjas, who have been given the job of overseeing this recount, they had to pause for a week so that all the high school kids could get uh, graduated in the auditorium that they were counting all the battles in. Mm -hmm. um, Remember, have you heard reports that they had a black light that they were using to scan the ballots? Uh huh. They were they were looking for bamboo in the ballots. Uh yeah, because the the child because a bunch of well oh fuck what was it? It was like a bunch of paper had been flown fe, like fake ballots had been flown in from Asia. I, uh -huh. I don't know if it was China or Japan, but somewhere somewhere over there where there's Asian people and that they, they use bamboo. And Asian their, people use bamboo. Yes, in their paper. Um, right now, Shay, can any of these fucktards? Um, show me what a uh, bamboo paper looks like under a blacklight? That's my first question. Like, it's just going to look like paper. Right. Like, it's not, that's not how blacklights work. Unless, unless oh, you can show me how so much different. Oh, good. You could, now you might find some bouts with a bunch of cum on them. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got some. You, that's like, another problem. Like, that's dude, another like problem. dude, what other stains are you finding? Like, I don't know what kind of weird kinks people have. Like, Maybe, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Like you're bound to find some something. Some people gross. <laughs> love democracy that much. That dude. I, I, yeah, dude. Oh man. Just, yeah. Just... So they had all this. The, you know, they had black lights. They had all the. You know, all this dumb stuff. They're looking for bamboo in the paper. That's, that's, um, I heard that the other day. That shit is racist and dumb as fuck. Yeah, and and, and one one of my favorite. Uh, you know, I don't listen to the Daily Show as much as I used to. But uh, Jordan Klepper fingers the pulse is one of my best segments, and he went down there and talked to these guys, and they're like, they're like, yeah, we're looking for everything. He's like, but isn't that stupid? It's like, hey, we're acting like MythBusters here. No matter how stupid it is, we're going to prove it right or wrong. He's like, have you guys have you guys checked into the Hungarian vector? They're like, what's the Hungarian vector? He's like, I don't know. It's just some cool shit I just made up. You should check into it. Yeah. And they're like, what? He's like, and it's like they can't understand. He's making fun of it. It's so so great. But anyway. Fun fact: The uh, Arizona Secretary of State says that they're going to have to they will probably have to replace all of the voting machines that the Arizona Republican um, Senate Republicans have turned over to Cyber Ninjas because these these dickbags cracked them open looking for bamboo inside them or something, and now they have been compromised and cannot be used in any elections going forward. That's fucking awesome. So uh, the last number I saw was 400 uh, new election machines are going to have to be ordered for Maricopa County because because these a-holes have been sitting there like cracking them open and like, what's inside? What's in here? Uh, uh, uh. Um, one of the funniest things I've, I've, I listened to was, um, remember Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, did two movies proving that the election was stolen yes, from Yes, I, I did not watch them. Um, I did. And uh, yeah, I know, because you have a, you're much more self-hating than I am. Right. Um, I watched them, and woof. And uh, also, uh, one of my new favorite podcasts that I'm addicted to, God Awful Movies, uh, critiqued both of them 
And in the second one, one of the guys hysterically was like, you know what? If I had dictatorial powers, I would give Mike Lindell the code to the Dominion voting. I would make him sit in front of him screen with a code and say, look at it, motherfucker. Now tell me what's wrong. Tell me anything at all about this code that you understand, you asshole. Because he keeps talking about needing the code. They won't give him the code. And they're like, I would give him the code under the thing um, under the uh, stipulation. He can't show it to anybody else. He's got to figure it out himself. Okay, so it looks like I'm just looking through the uh, their list of episodes. So they're like, okay, they're real. So it's not like a, it looks like it's a lot of uh, Christian movies. Christian movies, yeah. yeah it's not. Yeah, yeah. There's not like Christian it's, cinema. Yeah. yeah, Christian cinema. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. That could be fun. I don't know if I have the patience for that though. If yeah. you want to get started on uh, God Awful Movies, do Roe vs. Wade, the movie that came out this year. Um, because oh, they have... holy shit, it's right there in the title, God Awful Movies. <laughs> see what you did there. There you go. There um, it is. Uh, they do it with their lawyer mm-hmm. who they consult with because when they did an anti-vax one, they were like, hey, we had to sit down with our lawyer forever because not only are these shitbags liars, but they are litigious shitbags and they will sue us. Yeah. Um, um like they did the whole thing with Roe versus Wade with a lawyer, and they almost broke him because in the Roe versus Wade, they uh, they describe um, the first woman uh, in Texas um, given a law license and 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 appointed to be a judge. Uh, she actually had to commute to and from law school at night on a, in like a canoe, like she went down the river to law school and back. And somehow passed uh, all of it within three years. The guy, the lawyer was like, I did it and I didn't work at all and I could commute in a fucking train. This lady's doing it in a canoe. And it's like, they made her sound like some hysterical lady with lady parts who just don't understand the law. And he's like, he about, he's like flipping out the whole time. It's great. It's great. Uh, I would recommend that one. Got off the movies, good stuff. But I also would recommend uh, putting the Dominion uh, voting machine code in front of Mike Lindell and telling him he can't have any cocaine until he can explain it to me. Because that would piss him off, too. But um, the other thing that we need to talk about, um, have you seen the recent polling on how many Republicans still don't believe Joe Biden won the election? Uh, it's like, I want to say it's in like the 40s or 50s. I don't 60s. It's between oh, 60 and man. 65%. It's like the highest I've seen it was like 68%. I want to, I'm, I want that. I just, I want to know, like, why did, well, okay. So, like, I, the, well, okay. So, I'm interested in the, me- I'm interested in the methodology behind that poll. Like, how, you know, I, I assume you're, you're, you're like me. And when someone, when you see a crazy poll, the first thing you do is like, okay, who took the poll? Because right. if, if it's like 110% of people say uh, Donald Trump, is the sexiest man alive, and then it's a Rasputin poll, then, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, you know, but... Uh, no, these are, these are po- uh, polls done by uh, Monmouth, ABC, YouGov. There's been several polls, and it's all right in the 60s. It's, like, mid-60s. Yeah. So two-thirds of Republicans... That is fucking still, insane, man. ...still believe that Donald Trump won the election and Joe Biden stole it from him through voter fraud, a.k.a. the big lie. Yeah. Now... One of the things we have now, we have you and I understand why this lie propagates because you go like Fox News has really tried to distance themselves from it because they've gotten the absolute sh- Dominion has sued people for billions of dollars. So everybody's trying to sidestep away from this. Newsmax has um, made a retraction and an apology. Uh, Sydney, oh shit, what's her name? The Kraken. Sydney Powell has 
uh, issued some statement that said, like, hey, listen, the shit I said was so crazy, you shouldn't believe it. Um, Rudolph Giuliani's under, like, a billion dollars suit. Like, they're really, really weighing in on these guys. And so, like, the echo chamber that perpetrated, perpetrated this big lie is really getting just its its tank kicked in and they're having to you know give retractions but it's still an echo chamber that's doing it and that's that doesn't take much explanation everybody's in their own echo chamber at some point right but um what what one of the things the right likes to do is talk about how the left indoctr- indoctrinates people and nothing but uh, propaga- uh propaganda from the left and that's why I want to play you some videos from PragerU after this break. Now, before we get going, what do you know about PragerU? Not uh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, well, I'm not. I eh, not really. It, is that the well? Hold on. No, I it's I know I know I'm sure we've talked about it on here before, and and it, it's something I'm familiar with, but it's not something that's like in my daily consciousness or whatever you want to see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. I'm gonna get some more beer. You probably need some more iced tea with vodka in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't understand why you're looking at me weird. Like, that is a classic drink. It's right up there with, uh, I mean, for fuck's sake, they sell sweet tea-flavored vodka. And then, well, and, and also a, a uh, long iced tea is designed to taste like vodka. Yeah, or, exactly. Like tea, and also, so. bourbon and sweet tea is a fucking classic drink. So, like, that's a thing. That's new to me. You've never heard of a bourbon? Just get the fuck out of here. It's delicious. But you don't right, like bourbon. Right. I mean, I like bourbon. It's just not my go-to. All right. We'll be back shortly. You guys will hear uh, some Transformer sounds. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. You got the touch. You got the All right, everybody, we're back uh, for my little break. Uh, everybody's dogs are fed. Shay has a really not happy face. I didn't mix so. my drink before I took a sip. <laughs> Every time that's not good. Every, it was not good. Are, are you using a pair of scissors? You can see me, can't you? I can. Yeah, I can yeah. See I'm stirring. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I am stirring my drink with a pair of scissors because that is what was in arm's reach. Well, Shay, if I had a dollar for every time I was at a conference and I used some hotel pencil that had been God knows where. Honestly, uh, I think the reason I have such a robust immune system and COVID was mild for me is because of all the things I've stirred drinks with. There you go. I've exposed myself to many, many various vectors of uh, infection and and built up resistance as a, you know. All right. Well, uh, as we had talked about a little bit before, I would like to play you some video clips, and I want to get your take. Since you said, since you told me that you are not very familiar with the um, PragerU, I just want to play this video for you, cold, and get your reaction. Uh, okay, okay, this looks familiar. I feel All like right. you've played shit from them for me before. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you right now, before we get started, this has been bugging me for weeks, and I wanted to take some time and just shit all over PragerU on the podcast, but I couldn't find these these um, these uh, uh, spots. And where I originally saw these spots that made me um, my jaw drop and, and like my IQ drop about 13 points, 
was they're played on Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson. So this is Fox News primetime where you'll see this commercial. All right. So here we go. So you can see see you can see my screen. Everything's good to go. Hey, scissors guy. I I nodded yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking at different screens. Yeah. Well, All you right. know what? Yeah, Pay yeah. attention. This is, this is <laughs> the, you. The, the, you know, our, our, right, our just, fucking just, producers so, are not going to stay for this. So, so let's just, let's just let this wash over you. I'm proud to be American. I'm proud to be American. Less than four years ago, I was embarrassed to call myself an American. I believed the police would harass me just because of the color of my skin. I used to be an atheist. A PragerU video opened my mind. I began binge-watching five-minute videos, and I realized I had been manipulated by the left. I watched the Candace Owens show and stopped thinking of myself as a victim. Dennis Prager's videos changed my mind about God. PragerU is changing millions of minds by reaching young people like me on the internet. In 2020 alone, we have reached over a billion views, with 60% of our audience under the age of 34, and over 70% of minds changed. The left is still reaching more young people. We need your help now. You can help us make more pro-American content and change the minds of young people like us. Please support us with your tax-deductible donation at PragerU.com. Yeah, fuck everything about that. <laughs> so you got these four people. Yeah, like, and, uh, and Asian, honestly, uh, Asian... two, two of the four need a good fucking swirly. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you fucking nerds. <laughs> You got these people that say, like, Prager, you changed my mind. And I'm looking at this guy going, I don't think that was that fucking hardy moron. Yeah. Um, you don't, these so, guys don't strike me as being super smart. Right. So this just struck, like, I saw that on, on, um, I saw that on Hannity's show one day, and I was just, I was just. Have you ever just, watched any of these videos? Like. Oh, I've watched a bunch of them. We're going to watch one on, oh, we're going to watch a two minute one on, um, uh. How many? On, um, How many minutes? Two minutes. Oh, I thought you said ten, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I quit this podcast. That's some bullshit. Before we move on, I want to show you what's after this. Okay. Um, Yep, yep. Might have to play a little longer. I don't know what's going on. Donate today. Donate today. You cannot go anywhere on this goddamn website. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's technically a nonprofit, right? Right. Well, and we'll talk about that here after I play this. We'll talk about this. But I'm sure it generates lots of profit. It does, uh, the fracking billionaires that fund this, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, so here you go. Here's the next video up. I, I just want your, 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 uh, I just want your raw take on this. Mm-hmm. So this is some guy trying to open a box. Oh, it's like a skit. Yeah. Oh. Hey, well, what's up? What's up, Kevin? Oh, I'm trying Kevin to open Sorbo. Uh, for everybody else, uh, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, in. yeah, this, this is, this is, this is, he has a sword. <laughs> he cut the top off of us. Thanks, Kev. Anytime, no problem. Now, Shay, yeah. I want to, first of all, I'd like to say that the problem is, is that the right is getting too good at comedy. Getting too good at comedy. Ah, uh, yeah. Because that's what they think is just a clincher. Yeah, I mean, um, that's... Well, okay, so first of all, let's establish the fact here uh, that, you know, Kevin Sorbo is the guy... The only thing you really know him from is that Hercules show from the 90s. Then he started... Or, at, or any number of shitty Christian movies in the late aughts. That is true. He wasn't about... Well, okay, that's where I know him from. Most, most people will know him from Hercules. Yes, he also did the Christian movies. Also, that fucking shitty Andromeda show. Um, Very true. 
but uh, uh, he uh, starred in the God's Not Dead movie. Yes, the God's Not Dead movie. Big one. It's all over. Um, and then he is uh, 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 real big, uh, real real big on that shit on Twitter too. Like that's like his thing now. Like uh, which he he like feuds online with uh, Lucy Lawless of Xena fame about gun control, and it's fucking hysterical. Right. Right. So, so Shane, he, he's Prager, one of those celebrities that writes like, look, this famous guy likes us. So, right. Exactly. Because they're so, they're so fucking upset that nobody in, in, in Hollywood caters to them that they, I have will done say stuff. it does look like he legit cut the top off of that box though. Well, I'm sure he did because they cut it with a box cutter first. No, 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 no. I, I heard the too. ting, Justin. He's, he, oh, shut up. he is Hercules and he is on a legendary journey to save us and make America great again. All right, so in case you didn't know, Shay, Prager University was created by a 72-year-old conservative talk show host, Dennis Prager. Um, I know Dennis Prager because he's on uh, – he was the drive uh, – oh, shit, I want to say drive time. But he would be the lunch hour competition for Rush Limbaugh here in the greater Chicago area. Um, he if you were if you put a gun to my head and I had to describe Dennis Prager, Dennis Prager is your old conservative uncle or grandfather that was assembled in a lab. He's just so fucking Uh yeah, he well, he's also just like very classic like older white guy, black rim right. glasses, white hair, part, red tie, yeah, he's multiple chins. Know, yeah. Um, like he's just a big dumpy fuck. Yeah, he looks and... like somebody uh, kind of looks like Robert J. Ebert, I think. Actually, maybe, of, maybe that's of, just my bias of all old dudes look the same. Right. Well, one of, one of my favorite critiques of him as a person is that he wrote this like two part essay about how when women don't feel sexy, they should still bang their husbands because their husbands uh, will interpret that as affection, and um, you know, just completely glosses over the fact that like maybe women enjoy sex too. Maybe the man should try to get the woman involved in the sexual relationship so that she enjoys it as well, um, instead of just using her as something to jack off into. Um, so we had this two-part thing about it, and and multiple podcasts have just like laughed at it and and have been very 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 cringe-worthy. Like listen to him talk about this. Uh, he did he 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 interviewed he did an interview about this with um, fucking Adam Carolla sitting right beside him about how women should just bang their husbands no matter what they feel. And, um, Shay, would you be surprised to know that Dennis Prager's on his third marriage? No, not at all, actually, Justin. I would, exactly. I would, I believe in the biz, they call that on brand. Right, right. So anyway, Dennis Prager, um, considers himself a, a scholar. He is, uh, you know, classically educated. He has, he went to Brooklyn College, so he has a college degree. Um, he majored in, he took courses at columbia but he did not matriculate from there if that if everybody likes that word he did not graduate but he majored in history and middle east studies at brooklyn college so he has a college degree but what if you listen to any minutes of his show he constantly bashes uh, higher education as a way to indoctrinate children into the left so he did it he's good and conservative but you can't let your kids do it because they'll end up liberals and the left now he's very wishy-washy about what he considers the left uh for the most part it's just uh anybody who doesn't agree with him is the left um which you know that works for a lot of people that's that's fine whatever um that's how a lot of people define the left but what absolutely just enrages me about dennis prager is dennis prager considers himself a scholar in these prager u videos he does fireside chats as if he's like just 
tossing you know pearls of wisdom to the swine. Um, he is rewriting the Bible. He calls it the rational Bible. He rewrites the the books of the Bible and what he considers the right order, and so that they're easily digestible to the uh, common person. Big into religion, um, you know stuff like that. Um, so you're going to talk about how you're so scholarly, but then shit on anybody else who goes to, went to college after you. So whatever. So in 2011, uh, uh, Dennis Prager and producer and screener Alan Estrin decided they need to make a university to advocate for cons- uh, conservative uh, views and policies. They quickly found out that actually making a brick-and-mortar school and, I don't know, getting that accredited might cost too much money, so they decided to throw their shit up on YouTube and do it that way. So they invented PragerU. I love that in the Wikipedia page they have to spell out very clearly that PragerU does not give any uh, accreditation or academic institutions or degrees or anything, as if as if I was worried that PragerU and the Joe Rogan podcast would like give me a diploma or some shit. Like, I don't know who thought that was a thing. Um, to answer your question before Shay, they do take donations every everywhere you go on this goddamn website. There's a donation button. It pops up every other every other second. But their majority of their funding comes from fracking billionaires. Uh, oh shit! I lost it. Uh, the Wilkes, Dan and Ferris Wilkes are fracking billionaires that gave the seed money for PragerU and continue to fund it to this day. Um, they he constantly aligns with you know people like uh, Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA and James O'Keefe of Veritas and um, you know personal felon fame. So this is basically what everybody likes to say is just you know it's Republican propaganda from people that complain that Democrats are brainwashing your kids. Yep. I don't. And I don't. I mean, it, oh god, it, it's just one of those things where I. I uh, you look in this, you know, I just feel like anybody that's been around through the rise of the internet and like, I, I don't know, everything about that PragerU shit, like, if I had never heard of it and you showed that to me, I'm, I'm, all my alarm bells will be going off just because of oh, how yeah. it's so, yeah, it's, it reeks of old white dude in a suit in a boardroom with a bunch of other white dudes in suits in a boardroom trying to connect with the youths and get them to think the way you like it youths youths it looks yeah it everything about it just reeks of that like kevin sorbo is not a relevant celebrity i no. know who he is and you know who he is because we're 35 year old white dudes or well, i'm 35 you're, you're nerds. 40 nerds uh that uh watched uh fucking a lot of uh shitty tv in the in the early 2000s and late 90s like I, that's like it's it's it just it, it 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 is dripping with that like out of touch old guyness trying to be cool and appeal to younger people it, it it just it just reeks of it well just that one video you showed me fucking reeks of it well it reeks of that and it also reeks of you should be afraid of what your grandkids are learning in college yes yes not 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 like what your kids are learning in college because that's already a demographic. You know, you're already a generation out of his demographic. You are a baby boomer, and you should be worried that your kids are learning that the gays are okay. That That's what they, they, they are hammering in there. And that's why they parallel so well with organizations like Turning Point USA. Turning Point USA, funded by, uh, founded by Charlie Kirk, who is fun... Um, 
who got his funding from a fracking billionaire Foster Freeze, mm-hmm. noticing a trend here, um, he did not go to college. Charlie Kirk will tell you that he was going to go to West Point, but his place, um, I think it was West Point, yeah, his place was taken by somebody not of his race and gender. So he did not get into West Point, but can somehow tell you that the lady that took his spot was a lady and a black lady. Um, but Charlie Kirk started Turning Point ESA to rally conservatives on college campuses, has never gone to college, but his whole shtick is, hey, grandpa, grandma, what your grandkids are learning on college campuses is not what you want them to know about the gays and what women should do. Yeah. And that's what they do. They, they sell that to everybody. Um, real quick, one of the things that um, uh, PragerU has, has really done well at is these videos are between four and five and a half minutes long. They are quick snippets of misinformation that you can just, you could literally just fucking mainline, like uh, an episode of Castlevania on Netflix. That's only twenty-two minutes. Um, let me just read you some of. The, let me just read you some of these headlines. Uh, Watergate, America's promise, killing comedy. Who has privilege? Wait, run that, critical... run that by me one more time. These are titles of, of PragerU videos. Yeah, Watergate. yeah, yeah. Okay, Watergate, killing comedy. Who has privilege? Question mark. Okay, uh, the, are those three separate titles? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay. All, yeah. I thought that was all one title. No, like, no, what no, the no, fuck no. is that video no, no, about? No, no, no. All right, These all right, all right. I'm all, okay, I'm, I'm on the same page of the workbook now. All I got right. you, I got so, you. So, China, friend or foe? Is communism moral? Follow the science. Why girls become boys? <laughs> I bet that one is awesome. Understanding and uh, Rand. Wow. Uh, I used to be Antifa. First of all, you can't be Antifa. Yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah, anyway. Not a thing. Uh, what was the other one? What are your kids learning in school? Question mark. Uh, a father's questions for Black Lives Matter. You know, and it just goes on and on. It's all this leading horseshit where they, they, you know, they have these slick little animated videos that are five minutes long that you can just snort up your nose, and they're uh, they're pretty shitty. Um, Prager, you sued Google. Did you hear about this lawsuit? So Google uh, restricted, not blocked, but demonetized 37 of the videos that they say were inaccurate, had misleading statements, and or were not age appropriate. So they were not deleted. They were up there. But PragerU was not making any money off of it. So they sued. Uh, it went all the way to the, uh, the um, U.S. Uh, Ninth Circuit Court, and they lost. Yeah, They told them to fuck off. You don't get to do that. Yeah. Um, would you like to know how bad these videos are? Uh, yes. All right. So here's one and, uh, uh, here's one that was done in, um, oh shit. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. Uh, 2020, December 21st, 2020. Um, and I've, I've seen other podcasts do like talk about this video, but they, um, uh, they said it was like, I, I kind of feel like I'm being entrapped here. I feel like this is a rat fuck. I feel like somebody is really, like they put this out there and they did this so bad that people would make fun of it, but somehow it would screw them over. And this is, who was Robert E. Lee? Now this is right when Robert E. Lee's statue was being torn down. From yeah, everywhere. okay. So, yeah, this is, yeah. It, wait, this so is, they need, yeah, okay. December so they need, 31st of 2020, okay. 2020. So they need to describe why Robert E. Lee should have a statue. 
Who was Robert E. Lee? Big picture of Robert E. Lee's statue. The for some reason they did the ass end version of it. They're just looking at the horse's ass. It is actually but, pretty okay. funny. Statues of great historical figures like Robert E. Lee great are story. being torn down across America. Here are some facts about Lee that remind us why his statue should remain. These are the facts that means why Robert he should have a statue. Robert E. Lee was connected to George Washington through his father, Light Horse Harry Lee, Washington's cavalry commander. All right, say the reason Robert E. Lee should have a statue is because his dad knew George Washington. It's fact one. Huh. And his wife, Martha Washington's great-granddaughter. Lee's home at Arlington House was just 10 miles from Washington's Mount Vernon. Today, Lee grew up 10 miles away from George Washington. So proximity gives you statues. Hey, it is the site of Arlington National Cemetery. And just to be clear, After they're not shit. This is basically service. just... It, it, literally, it's it's like a slideshow that's showing you the words on screen. Right, it's, it's just showing you words. Just this is not like an actual. You're not missing anything by not being able to see this. Right. So okay. So this is National Cemetery. Here we go. After thirty years gets of military me. service, Lee led U.S. Marines to crush the attempted slave rebellion by radical abolitionist John Brown in Holy shit! So he crushed the uh, abolitionist rebellion. Okay, what were they rebelling? Had seized a federal armory, and all of them were killed or captured, including John Brown, who was tried and hanged for treason. Treason. Tried and hanged for treason. Remember that word, Shay. Yep. Treason. Now, what, what, what do you think is going to be next on the old Robert E. Lee uh, hit list? Lee deemed slavery a moral and political evil in any country but considered it a greater evil to the white man than to the black race, since blacks really? are immeasurably better off here than in Africa. Opposing... What? That is insane. The words on the screen are, since blacks are immeasurably better off here than in Africa. They just put that up there. As reason why Robert E. Lee, remember, should have a statue. And finally, opposing secession, Lee foresaw no greater calamity for the country than a dissolution of the Union. But when Virginia seceded in a close vote, Lee resigned his commission. Despite offers to command Union forces, Lee opted to organize the defense of his native state. Otherwise known as, Shay, treason. Take it from treason. Thank you. Fucking treason. So this is what they put up. This is the kind of shit they put up. And it's misinformation. It's fucking. Well, the, it, the, the worst thing about that is it doesn't have any context at all. Like, like the, the, right. the like the actual fact. Because the, the, here's the thing: the facts in the video are objectively true, but the go. tone, the upbeat music, the color in the video, all that is positive. So, right. if you have no context for any of those facts, it sounds like good stuff. But I don't think you can say the sentence because African Americans were better here in slavery than in Africa. No, I think you have to, to, at your base, be a little term. racist already to be biting into that. That's a big yeah. one. Like, I mean that. That's. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's fucking crazy. That that's that is. I believe, as the kids would say, nuts to butts. <laughs> I haven't heard that one from the kids. Mm. Now I'm in touch with the youths. The ute, utes. Now, Shay, the other thing I wanted to, to present to you, and the reason I almost wrecked my truck on the way to work once, I originally heard this uh, this ad 
on the radio. This was not a video, and it took me a while to find it in video. I originally heard this ad on the radio, and I uh, really, really despaired because now um, the most of uh, Prager U, you know, the U meaning university, has been geared at college-age students to try to convert them to conservatism and conservative ideas before they go out in the world and, I guess, make their own decisions or some, some horse shit. I don't know what's going on here. Now they're going to go for kids K-12. through mm-hmm. I heard this on the radio. Damn near wrecked my truck. So I just want to play this for you, and I'll take your response afterwards. Students from the age of five are no longer being educated. Most are being indoctrinated with left-wing That's, ideas uh, such Dennis as Pregnant anti-Americanism, talk. critical race theory, and sex education that hold on, pause it. their innocence. We need to count <laughs> Hold on, hold on. No, right now. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck is critical race theory? Is critical race theory just teaching history? Like, what is critical race theory? Sex education. It's it's basically, critical race theory is basically telling kids that, yeah, there was some fucking racism back in our... But it's cool now, right, bro? Well, you don't need to rewind it. It's not going to explain anything. No, it's not. But I also would like, I kind of want to deposit to see that sexual education is also ruining your kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. They're like, "What the fuck is critic?" Oh, the whole damn yeah. Well, theory. it's basically the fact that you talk about the Tulsa massacre and instead of whitewashing it, and saying it didn't happen. You know, things like that. The the oh shit. Oh god, was it the 1862 project? I'm, I'm blanking here. The idea that we should really decide. Yeah, we should really. So the definition the found- of critical race theory is, uh, let's see, uh, critical race theory is an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with issues of race and to challenge the mainstream liberal approaches to racial justice. So it sounds like it's just, I okay, cool. Anyway, the so, pragmatic approach. Yeah, to how just kind of. Yeah, was yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just like, hey, let's let's look at let's look at how how the system we have propagates racism and and maybe not do that. Okay, cool. I mean, That's I fine. I have Shay. I'll tell you right now, I have friends that are my age that are forty, maybe maybe a little younger than me. You're so old. Um, uh, a little younger than me that um have sent me messages out of the blue on Facebook and have said, "Holy shit!" I know we've discussed this before, but I never really realized how ingrained racism was in American law. So I was like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, I, like they literally had just learned about redlining. Yeah, they had really, they had literally just learned redlining was a thing in their late thirties. I was like, "Yep, that's some shit." What fucking school and did so, you like? I knew about that. What fucking school did you? I mean, and I, and I went to school in West Virginia, man. I don't, right. I honestly, I, and in real talk, I don't know if I know what redlining is from my public education. I just know what it is. Right, and I don't. I don't believe we were taught what redlining no. was in public education in West Virginia. We learned about it later, but you know, for those of you listening to the podcast that might not know what redlining was, the redlining was a, a a way in the oh shit. I'm gonna. I, I don't want to say the time frame because it's like the 50s and oh shit. Up until the 60s and 70s, um, banks would only um, approve loans for African Americans in a certain part of town. So there was a literally a red line drawn on a certain part of town. And if you wanted to buy a house that was outside of that zone, you were denied a loan for it, but you were allowed a loan inside that zone, which segregated all minority populations inside the red lines. And with, you know, it, it's, it 
you know, you don't have to say, you don't have to do a lot of research to find out that that area was not the most affluent part of town. Those houses were not worth as much as the other ones. And that was a way of basically dragging down minority wealth from generation to generation for generations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that fucking hard to figure out. And I've been, I've been contacted by people that are like, holy shit, I just learned about this. It's like, yeah, you probably don't want to, you know, you don't want to research Tulsa or uh, uh, basically any voting in the South. Uh, just, just turn that Google search off. But, yeah, so critical race theory is a way to objectively approach how those things are ingrained in in policy and how to overcome them without something that's, in a lot of ways, unmanageable like uh, affirmative action. You know, so those were liberal, those were neoliberal answers to old problems that didn't work. Um, So that's what critical race theory is. I'm going to restart. I do want to say Shay, I do want to say Shay, excuse me, Uh, I think I'm like eighth beer. I do want to say that I was very entertained by how you just fucking short-circuited not even, like, two minutes into that. Well, I've just never heard that theory before, and, like, I just, I don't know. In the context of the video, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Now, I I, I love the part where they talk about how sex education... Yeah, I didn't even get to that part, so you might have to pause it again. Let's go go again. Being indoctrinated with left-wing ideas such as anti-Americanism, critical race theory, and sex education that robs them of their innocence. We need... Let me just say that sex education is a far left theory in this video, and then it cuts to Dennis Prager's pudgy ass sitting in a suit. Dude, talk right, about jowls. Uh, real talk though, I like that tie. Uh, I like that orange tie. Anyway, no, it's ahead. a mauve tie. It's, yeah, it's very it's soothing. To counter these toxic messages, that is what PragerU is doing. Parents like me rely on PragerU's uniquely effective educational resources to teach our children our values, that America's a good place, that we're all equal, and that color does not define who you are. After almost 10 years of creating content but it objectively for college does. students, PragerU is now producing educational videos for kindergarten through 12th grade students. Educational is doing a lot of here's work. my here's my question. They say Prager U like Prager University. I'm okay. I'm guessing they don't actually use the word university because they can't. Um, oh, they can't. They can't. Is it actually educational or is it just a bunch of videos like this? Like, is there a it's curriculum? Just a bunch of like this. What's the, because I mean, it's got, you know, yeah. OK. Anyway, it looks like it's a nexus for right wing bullshit because you've got their videos and then there it looks at the top of the page. You've got your list of selected podcasts they want you to see and. Anyway, right. but like I'm, I'm, There's... I'm absolutely sure they are not allowed to call themselves Prager University, but they say Prager U. Now, I will say that on the radio, this after this ad plays, mm-hmm. um, this ad plays. Dennis Prager was interviewing a a different gentleman from a different business that makes, let's just say, homeschool Christian themed curriculum. So like. He, Dennis Prager had on a guy who his company makes Christian-themed homeschool curriculum materials that you can sign up for and have you know delivered. So yeah. if you're going to homeschool your kids and you want to do it in the most backwards way fucking possible, you can order this guy's curriculum that teaches you that Noah did indeed put two of every animal on the earth on a boat and they did not uh, fill that up with metric tons of shit in a matter of hours and everything was okay. Like... He was talking to this guy, but I think they they had to keep that line separate because this guy actually sells stuff that's approved for state, you know, homeschool kids. And Dennis Prager, to your point, does this shit on YouTube. Um, and there we go. But 
Uh, I would like to point out that uh, everybody was uh, saying the Pledge of Allegiance in these schools mm -hmm. here. Not, not a thing. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. We are also bringing to. together parents and educators who are concerned about America's education and are willing to do something about it. We love America. We want our children to love America, too. You can be part of this critical mission by making a tax-deductible donation to PragerU today. No, peels off the the top fact, of yeah, well, because like it's a tax, so that means yeah, so that's like that's a really good way to sque squeak some extra stuff out of your taxes and give good give money to uh, a uh, a cause you believe in that is evil. Uh, what is what is socialist? Is socialist? Oh, so this, anyway, this is this is a different now because of this. You, obviously, this where uh, where I'm looking at Justin's YouTube feed here on the stream. Right. I can't you can't. See so that, uh, the the one thing the one thing I was going to say is that um, because of PragerU's success, um, there have been people that have said we need to do something similar with more liberal values. Mm -hmm. And what that is, what that has become is what is the Gravel Institute. So I imagine it's here. just as stupid. It is just as it is just as biased, and just just to uh, just to show you how biased it is, but in the other direction, I'm gonna you know Shay's looking at my UTV, but it's like, why didn't America adopt socialism? Oh, I mean, why you got that David Cross bit. Why America sucks at everything, and and uh, I like yeah. David. I like David Cross as a comedy writer and an, and an actor, but as a political commentator, he's a dipshit. Right, you got like Richard Wolff. Yeah, how capitalism exploits you. So like there is a yin and a yang to this, but uh, the yin on the left is not uh, being funded by billionaires. It's actually being funded by people that you know whatever. But yeah, that's that's uh, PragerU likes to say that it has five plus billion um, YouTube views. It does not. Uh, currently, there are a total of one point two billion views on. Um, Prager use uh, combined YouTube videos and channels. Uh, you know what I don't like about that is that that would also count all of the times someone's been like, "Hey, look at this stupid bullshit," and we oh, watch true, it and true. we laugh at it. Like that, like true. views don't equal whatever. That's well, I'll dumb. tell you. You know what? Ha you know what has eight billion views? Shay, just to just to compare and contrast. The Baby Shark song. <laughs> Baby Shark. Do, 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 yeah. So uh, shark, do, just just do, do, do. next time somebody tells you that I've got a million views, therefore I'm right, be like, Baby Shark. Just sing that fucking song to them until they, uh, you know, hopefully uh, run themselves over the car. Um, all right. So that's enough. So you, I, I, I've just, I've just been bothering me forever when I, after I saw that, that, um, I saw that advertisement, and then I listened to that one on the on the way home one time, and I thought I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drive this truck into a goddamn bridge and bump, yep, and then nope. just end it all. Um, fun stuff. We need to talk about fun stuff. We need we need a palate cleanser. Shay, you had some thoughts on Netflix's Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, it's fine. Um, spoilers, spoiler. Yeah, alert. spoiler alert. alert. It's fine. Shit all over the ending. Yeah, no, I'm not even gonna. I, 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 it's fine. It's uh, it is very. It it is the next air quotes big attempt at uh, adapting a comic that shows superheroes slash super people as like real people with drug addictions and domestic abuse problems and financial problems and you know all that shit. It's the, it's it's like yeah, it's like the boys, but it's not quite as good. Um, now I have not read 
the comic the show is based on. So the comic, I imagine, is better. Um, and that, having said, the show is not bad. It's just, I don't know, like I said earlier before we were recording, I would give more of a shit if it had come out a few years ago. Because it is very right. similar to The Boys, but not as high as production value. It's got this weird, like, it has a weird, and you'll know what I mean, it has a very much made-for-TV look to it. Even though, you know, it, it, it is very clear, you know, The Boys has a much higher production value. It looks almost theatrical at times. Whereas this is the same thing, but um, but just a little lower budget. And it's fine. Um, I was, I was, I, I kind of dug how... It's got a DC aesthetic to it, like every yeah. all, all, all very bright colors, very over the top costumes and names, and like very the, cartoony. The suits, the suits have that uh, vision type aesthetic where you can tell there's plastic parts in them to make them look angular and not round on the person. Yes, and um, the colors are very bright. It's all very, very much you know the whole. Um, Oh god! It's got kind of a uh, '90s comic book costume aesthetic too. Yeah. Like it looks like the um, uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Jill Schumacher that did the later mm-hmm. Batman movies. Uh, right. Yeah, those. It's got that kind of like. I don't oh, know. They go back and they go back and forth between timelines of like they're old and then they're young. Yeah, I mean, I do. Try... I will say this: I do like the idea that these the original like that. What are they called? They're called the Union of Justice in this instead of the yeah. Justice League. Um, it's the Utopian instead of Superman. It's 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 just like all these other shows where it's just another version of the Justice League, but um, or comics, I should say. Uh, I do like the idea that they got their powers in like the 1920s, 1930s, and they have been alive this entire time because they right. have powers. Like that's kind of cool, and I would love to see more of. And maybe this is season two. Um, I would love to see more of like their history back then. And, like, where do the villains come from? Because how do the villains get their powers? Why are there other superhero people? I'm well, assu- they, they discussed that in the show. They said it was, like, always, you know, interdimensional beings, aliens. Somebody came from outside. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, in, in you, know, you know, spoiler alert, the Union does break up at a certain point. Yeah. And some of their friends are their enemies. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was I was a lot more intrigued about, you know, the... You know, the show is Ju- Jupiter's legacy. Yeah. It focuses a lot on their kids and how their kids are living in the shadows of their parents. And, and to be clear, the, the, the whole crux of the show is the the idea behind it is that these people have been superheroes since the, what is it, 29, 30? Just before yeah. the Great Depression. Right after, the, so, right after the crash. Right after the crash, but before the Great Depression. And so they have this very uh, uh, out-of-date... Um, Actually, Shay, I would, I would, I would say that 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 timeline's a little muddled because several of them lose a lot during uh, on their on their trek to find their powers. A lot of them lose everything, so it might be after the crash through the Great Depression. That's true. They're then, not real. Yeah. Sp- it starts before the Depression. Well, you right, know what? Right. You're right because then it's uh, there's those scenes where uh, the guy I can't even fucking remember his name, but the the Utopian, his that dude. Um, Sheldon, which is just a horrible name for yeah. a, for a, an alter ego, but anyway, um, Shel- Sheldon is it's the Dust Bowl, and he's like walking across Kansas, right? So like right. it's after, so it's the whole gambit from the stock market yeah. crash to after the depression. But anyway, you know, thirties, twenties, whatever. But the point is, is there are this group of superheroes that have the super outdated uh, uh, morality code. code where they never kill. Um, you set an example, no matter how bad the villain is, you always just lock them up. You never murder them. And then flat fast forward 
to now their kids are dealing with supervillains that just murder people left and right, but they're not, air quotes, allowed to kill the villain, so all their friends keep dying, so nobody believes in this moral moral code anymore. And that's all that's right. the conflict point in the show, between yeah. the old and the new. And, Which is and interesting, it, it, but they don't really flesh it out until, like, the last two episodes of an eight-episode season. Well, it's one of the, in, like, what, episode two, one of their big baddies... Uh, uh, a gentleman called Blackstar. He's fun. I like the, him. He's a fun villain. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, fun fact: uh, the the actor who plays him played uh, um, Saber uh, uh, no in the shit. first X Men movie. Yeah. Um. So that big son of a bitch plays Blackstar, but like Blackstar shows up, starts kicking everybody's ass, and the Utopian sons like uh, there's an instance where Blackstar is about to detonate himself and kill everybody, and the Utopian sons just like leaps over there and crushes his face in. And everybody's like, you, you killed him, you killed him. He's like, he was going to kill everybody within, like, fucking four miles. Yeah. I, I did what I had to and do. And that's like, I, and I'm so, also that guy that will argue. I get into fights with my nerd friends about this. Like, Batman should have snapped the Joker's necks. The first time he had a chance to kill the Joker, he should have. Every death from the Joker is on Batman's hands after that. Like, I, yeah. I would have sided with the people that, yeah, kill Blackstar. Kill all these fucking assholes because, like, that's that's life. They're going to kill it. Anyway, yeah. Well, Watching the show, I had trouble deciding if it was just that the kids don't give a shit or if they're actually stronger than their parents. Because in all of the action sequences, their parents are getting tossed around like ragdolls. Well, yeah, but then they also the talk about settle it. Well, yeah, but then they also talk about how like what's his name, Brandon or Brad or whatever the Utopian son's name is. Paragon yeah. is his superhero yeah. name. He is objectively not as strong as his dad. He does not have heat vision. He is not as fast. He is not as well. He doesn't have the same powers yeah. as his dad. Yeah, but well, no. There's there a scene go. where he's like, I can't shoot heat out of my eyes, and then his dad says, You can't do it yet. So the inference right. is that he needs to get older before he gets those powers, but. He can fly. He's super strong. He's basically his dad, except not as cool. Now his daughter just whips people's asses left and right, and is super hot. So, yeah, that was one of. She has some of the funnest scenes. Yeah, where, she's like, great. She, okay, she, she she has a drug addiction. She's a model. She's gotten out of the superhero biz, but they know who she is. She's famous, so she does all these like photo shoots. And at one point, she's higher than fucking balls. They like, okay, you need to do the superhero pose. She's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, posing on top of this Lamborghini. They're like, you need to do the superhero pose. She's like, I'm not about that. I'm not doing that. She's like, either you do it or you don't get paid. She's like, all right. So she picks up this guy, this Lamborghini. She's high as shit. And they're like, was that that hard? She's like, no, it actually wasn't that hard. And then chucks a Lamborghini at the photographer. You know, buzzes his head, goes, th- you know, smashes against the wall and is laying there all fucked up. She's like, that was a lot of fun. Thanks. Like, there's all these scenes where, like, the kids just act out. And I really am still up in the air where they're stronger than their parents because they just like punching people through walls and stuff. And that's much more entertaining than, uh, oh, God, Josh, what's his name from Transformers? Sitting there going, the code. Mm-hmm. You gotta follow the code. And, and meanwhile, his kids are scissor kicking people through walls because they're bored. Yeah, I like that scene where uh, the, his daughter is uh, having uh, a party, and but previously the night before, some dude she hooked up with, she punched through the wall, and then like right. the landlord comes in and he's all, uh, "You got to get out of here! You punched a hole in my wall!" And then she like points to one of her other superhero friends and she just psychically rebuilds the wall and she's like there are you happy get the fuck out of here you know and yeah. that those kind of scenes are really so what are you gonna do what are you gonna do all of us could split you in half with our with the breath like it's it's yeah. uh those scenes are really interesting like that's really cool it's 
it's the I mean this will date us, but old school Superman two when he goes in and gets a drink and starts flicking peanuts. Yeah, just true liquor bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's solid. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Like these like very real world applications of superpowers are super interesting. But the rest of it is like, eh, I don't really care. I don't give a shit about the origin of how they got their powers. It doesn't matter. Um, it could have it, 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 it. Like I kept hoping it would be pound like, on people. Yeah, pound on people. I, I kept hoping that I would get, like, an episode or two of that, and then I would move on. But no, it was like, they didn't yeah. resolve the origin story until the eighth episode. I haven't I, heard any announcement of a season two. It ju- I just came out. I don't think it's, I don't think it get. I don't, I mean. I heard a lot of reviews of what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Why are we still talking about these people? Um, but to, to your point uh, that you mentioned earlier, I have not read any of Ju- uh, uh, Jupiter's Legacy there's Jupiter's Legacy, and then there's a second volume of something else. It so is going to get name. another series, but they just don't know. Jupiter's Circle. Jupiter's Circle. So I have not read any of the comics the same way I have not read any of Invincible. Yeah. And I have promised myself I will read them before either series comes out. With the yeah, second this season. only came out May 7th. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this one kind of jumped up on me. I thought it was later. Um, have you had a chance to watch Mortal Kombat yeah. yet? I mean, I've had a chance. I just fucking haven't. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll happen. Yeah, I've been... What about, uh, have you have you watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier nope. at all? That one's really fun. And what cracks me up about that one, we can put a pin on that and talk about that later. Uh, what cracks me up is that everybody uses, like, they make that an uh, anagram. Mm-hmm. TF, uh, like, A, Winter, you know, TF... A W S and for like I don't know how many weeks people kept posting that. I was like, what in the absolute shit is that? Until somebody's like, you know, and and uh, you know, uh, acronym, so and so got the shield back. He's like, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You guys could just say that. That's the stupidest acronym ever. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, when you say when you say uh, G O T, I know it's Game of Thrones. It's very simple, straight up. Yeah. T um, F A T W S, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's which, not, not good. Which te- not technically, good. my understanding is an anagram actually has to spell a word. Like that's not technically an anagram. There's another. You know, there's another word for that. Like dare is an anagram because it stands for something. Oh, I, I, I said, and it I said spells anagram. a word. I meant acronym. Acronym. I meant acronym. Like yeah, yeah. anagram's not. It, or that's not an acronym either. An acronym has to spell a word. It's uh yeah. Anagram has to be yeah. That's forward or backwards. That's something different. We're just drunk in it, but they both start with an A. So how did this? How did this podcast get into this? I don't know, man. Neither one of us can operate without spell check on our phones. We look like a brain damage. No, no, no. Um. All right. So you've seen Army of the Dead? I have. I have. It. That's fun, but it's real goddamn stupid, and it's too long. Um, oh, if you cut, if never you been so aware, well, I mean, of when it's, movie was gonna end. here's the thing: the it starts off really strong. The intro sequence, but and this is something Zack Snyder's really well known for. The intro sequence is fucking badass. Slow mo intro, yeah, fun ass intro. Um, and 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 it and it has like kind of a quasi quick pace to start with, and then it's just, it's just it it it's got this weird cadence of having a, an exciting action scene and then cutting to some very out of place drama where he deals with issues with his daughter in the middle of the you know what i mean like it literally it's like pan to the left blow up a bunch of zombies pan to the right you were never there for me pan to the left blow up a bunch of zombies i want to be your dad now it's really weird um and it's just too fucking long um 
And then the zombies are some of the zombies are nowhere. Yeah, some of the zombies are robots apparently. So there's a scene at the end of the movie where uh, when they're all in, I do. This is one of the things I do like. It's near that part at the end where they're es- they're escaping to get to the helicopter, and Batista like throws a ta- a blackjack table into like six zombies because he's got like superhuman right. strength in this. Um, that scene is funny, but he blasts. He left hand. Yeah, just whack. But he uh like he li- he like flips the table, but then it goes like fifty feet horizontally across the room. And it's hysterical, but there's one of the zombies. He like turns and shoots it in the face, and and I had to rewind it to watch it because you can clearly see underneath the zombie's face. It is a metal endoskeleton like a Terminator. Like it is not right. a glitch. You can see it. It's t- the eyes are blue. The blood is blue. It's very clearly not organic, and it's really weird. And then there's this when when they kill the air quotes alpha zombie. His brain is blue, and a. Apparently, there's a prequel series that's coming out that's animated that explains it. it it's a fucking hot mess. It's fun. So, it's dumb. So yeah, like I, I had. I'm glad I, I had didn't see it in theaters because I thought about going because yeah. it is in theaters and I thought about seeing it in theaters. Right. I saw it and I, yeah. Rachel was asking me like, hey, because one of the things Rachel loves to do and Shay, you know, I've talked about this. One of the things that's really fun is to go to a bar, mm-hmm. get a happy hour, go see a movie, no matter how dumb the movie mm-hmm. is. Just get good and lit, good get some get some snack snacks in you, and then go you know take your flask into the movie and uh, keep partying. I told Rachel, I was like, hey, you want to go to the movies this weekend? She's like, what's out? I was like, ah, this 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 might be fun. And I explained it to her. She's like, and she laughed at me. She's like, oh, you think I'm gonna see that stupid ass zombie movie? Well, she was tired one night, went to bed early. So I was like, oh, I'll watch it. I'll watch I'll, I'll watch Army Darkness. Put it in, start playing. I was with you. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we doing this? Well, no, like, I, 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 I don't. It was. I don't even think it's. It's the plot's easy to follow. Military oh, yeah. experiment gets loose. It's a zombie. It bites a guy. Then you have a movie. Like, I get it. Like, and, but we've we've done the the alpha zombie. Well, it's just not. It's it's just. It, well, it's just. It's not. It's not as fun because, like, in my opinion, one of the things that makes a zombie movie so fun is the shambling. Like they might as well just be aliens or like mutants or something else at that point. Like, and the or just like, you know, like the reavers from. You well, know, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. And then it's just like then at the end, the like zombie, the zombie alpha has like a metal mask and a cape. Because he knows uh, how he dies. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's fucking. It's it's. But apparently, there's dead. There's there were so many fun things that could be there that went nowhere. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, that went nowhere. Well, like one of the things I was hoping to see is right at the beginning when they get into the into Las Vegas, there's like the big pile of corpses just inside the wall, and the the right. one lady says like, "Oh, wait, it, they, those are the ones that just stood out in the sun and dried up. When it rains, they come back to life." And I kept hoping like, would the finale be in a rain? Where was that callback? Like that would have been awesome. Callback? There's a lot of moments like that. Like, um, yeah, yeah that just don't. Uh, that just they just never pay off. And it, and I was kind of hoping it would because. Snyder is an indulgent fucking director, so I fully was hoping. I don't know. That just it didn't. And then like, whatever that lady's name that played the chopper pilot, all those scenes at the end of the movie look really weird because apparently somebody else was the chopper pilot so, and like diddled oh, a kid shit. or something. So they CG'd him out and put her in with composite footage, and it looks real janky. Uh, and then there's the fact that there's a glitch in the image stream, and it makes it look like there's a fucking dead pixel on your screen. See, I didn't catch that at all. I didn't oh, I did, and I, ha- I had else. to Google it. I was like, what the fuck? And that was like the first thing that came up. I think I Googled um, army, the word army and O, and the autocomplete was of the dead pixel. De- of the dead dead <laughs> pixel it was the very first thing that came up 
So Tig, uh, the actress actress's name is Tig Nataro. And, and I actually really had, like her. She's great in Star Trek uh, Discovery. Yeah, no, like she's done a bunch of stuff. She was, she was, um, she had to replace. I'm trying to find uh, this guy. He was a he was a dick. Um, the guy you're talking Chris about, Delina, Dela, yeah, you. yeah. Uh, she okay. So this movie was originally shot back in like the. T- 2019 supposed to be for a 2020 release um of course COVID fucked that all up during the time that they is he still in the cast here i'm just checking through yeah i guess five women have have, uh accused him of of sexual assault is what the issue was grooming grooming or whatever it is yeah he, he was accused of sexual assault and also was apparently accused of grooming underage fans to come to his house so he can bang him so Nagaro, uh, she was, you know, edited into all of the scenes of the movie, and I was actually pretty curious how that was going to happen. And I think they they did a good job um, because um, Zack Snyder operated as the director, the um, uh, cinematographer, and the cameraman for most of the movie, and he used a special kind of lens that has a very shallow uh, focal point, uh-huh. so like. Anybody that's not the focal point looks. I, yeah, like I thought dreams. that. I actually hated that. I hate that shit because it, it's it's everyone not in the focus is kind of out of is blurry and it's real. Right. And right, it took, at first right. I thought it was something with the image, and then I realized it was just Snyder doing his fucking thing. So he did his fucking thing, and that actually helped him edit in uh, Tara later because she actually filmed all of her scenes on a green screen studio. Um, after the fact, and she like she talked about how she did her weapons training over Zoom. Mm-hmm. So like she would like lock herself in her her bedroom and do weapons training. She's like, not that I don't want my kids to know that we have a gun in the house. I just don't want them to know I have a machine gun in the house. Um, you know, and she was like talking about it, how how weird it was and how weird the the filming was. And like she would do a scene, he'd be like, all right, that's great, that's perfect, but you walked a little bit too fast. Can you slow it down just a hair? So she would keep repeating scenes, so until she matched the frame. And um, when she had to be on screen with the other actors, she was he used uh, a to used that uh, blurriness in the background a lot. So they would just digitally put her in there, blur her up a little bit. Sometimes it's really obvious. It's sometimes it's as obvious as Henry Cavill's mustache, and you know. Justice League. Other times, it, it was pretty seamless. You know, I, I knew she shouldn't have been in the film from the get go, mm-hmm. so it was, I was watching for it. That's not fair. But um, no, I'm with you. I like her a lot, uh, especially uh, more than a uh, pedophile. So that that was that was an interesting twist. But that she got in the movie so late. But um, yeah, the whole th- the whole thing is fun. But it was, I was just like, even even me, and I have a high bullshit threshold. Yeah, like, yeah, me too, me here? too. I mean, it's I mean, I've watched a lot of really ridiculous. That, have you ever seen a movie called Return of the Living Dead Necropolis? I have. Yeah, with the like cybernetic zombie at the end that has yeah. like machine gun hands. Like I like that movie, and I did, and the, this movie bored me. I don't know. It's yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. I once uh, was watching <laughs> Super Shark, which is a genetically modified shark that can walk on land oh, and yeah, is bulletproof. And Rachel came home right in the middle of it from the store, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Just shush. I'm 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 two thirds the way through this movie. I gotta watch the end of it. Like it's this, it's absolute horseshit. But I'm I'm finishing it out. Come on." 
we got to do this. And she sat down beside me and she's like, I am dumber for seeing this. Like, yeah, we all are. Everybody is. Even the people that made it are dumber for having made this stupid fucking movie. Well, they probably made money off of it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. But, um, anything else you're watching? Um, I am about to start Castlevania. I'm watching, uh, Demon Slayer, which is an anime that a buddy of mine had highly rec- uh, recommended. And it's, it's fine. The production values, like the animation itself was super good, but it is the, it, it is, it's Shonen Jump weeby bullshit, so it's the same kind of thing like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto or Bleach, where like every every episode there's a different villain and the the character has right. the character somehow discovers discovers a new level of power within themselves and through the power of friendship they defeat evil or some other dumb garbage. It's always but I I, I I'm just such a sucker for those shows ever since I uh, watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid because it's the same kind of thing. Um, it's fun. It's on net. Like I wouldn't tune into it every week, but since the first season's on Netflix, I was like, all right, I'll check this out. I've started that too. It's fun. It, it takes, I, I would argue it takes a dive. It's pretty cool to start with. And then it takes a dive around episode 10. And then it really gets into the Shonen jump, uh, weekly, uh, each, you know, there maybe maybe it might, one villain might take a couple episodes to defeat, but they defeat an episode they defeat a villain and then they immediately move on. They're like, man, that guy was so strong. No way anyone could be stronger. Hey, go over to this forest. Oh shit. This guy in this forest is so much stronger than that last guy. Yeah. Good thing. I know this, this technique I've never mentioned until now Blah! cuts a mountain in half. Like it's that kind of shit, but I, I don't know. I, I just have a real soft spot for it. Well, I, I think you will like Castlevania because you, I mean, I've seen the first season are... of that. Well, okay, so the first season, uh, Alec, uh, not Alucard, I'm sorry, but Trevor and Sif spend uh, their time. So you've got Trevor Belmont and the speaker, the speaker magician from the game. Anybody who's ever played any games, uh, they go and they find Alucard, Dracula's son, in the first season. And of course, the second season sets up the battle between those three. Third season is kind of like, well, where are we going now? Because you know, when you watch the second season, you're like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta go a different direction." So they they have a, a good third season that is uh, totally has nothing to do with Dracula, but is also creepy. And the thing I love is that it introduces random like characters from the the show, not in like, "Hey, remember there's a video game here?" He is bam, but it's like they it really organically. Uh, I say show. I'm sorry. I meant video game. They randomly. Uh, introduce characters or you know bad guys from the video game into the sh- into the show and it's like very organically like that guy should have been there i know i played this on the nes but there he is motherfucker um it's really fun and the fourth season wraps it all up really well and um yeah i don't tell you anything about any of the seasons because they're fun you'll, you'll you'll burn through them and no oh, there's, like i know they're really short yeah it's like 22 minutes long and each season has like eight episodes yeah I remember, I remember getting drunk and watching the first season in a sitting and thinking, "Wait, what happened there? That was a movie. That was a that was a yeah." A I always thought, I always thought it was weird that they uh, they made it a series instead of just releasing a, a, a kind of kind of well, I don't know the Transformers four movies. Yeah, just release a handful of movies. It's fine, but that's whatever. Yeah. Uh, there, there's got to be a dem- like uh, people are probably more likely to sit down and watch a 22 minute episode than they are a, an hour and a half movie or whatever. Yeah. So you get more. I don't know. There's, there's got to be some 
corporate algorithm, algorithm that tells them yeah. it's better to do it one way versus the other. Yeah. I, I just have to say that I think you will, you will, you will, I think you will like it. I felt that it. it I mean, I really liked the true. first season. I really did. And yeah. then I, I, it was just one of those things where I was like, the, the, the second season came out. I was like, oh, I'm going to get around to watching that. And now it's three years later and the show's over. But that also means yeah. I get to shotgun three seasons all at once. No, it, I, I, I want to rewatch the fourth season. It was, it was good. I will tell you that I, I, um, you will learn about a thing called Forge Masters, you know. So all these demons that are in the movie, mm-hmm. or, shit, I keep saying uh, that we're in the game. Like they come up with a you know interesting way to introduce those into our world, mm-hmm. and they're called Forge Masters. Um, so these guys are the guys that create all the baddies that you would have seen in the yeah. video game. All right, yeah. Um, but they create oh, so many of them, and I end up having favorites. You know, like they create monsters. I'm like, hey, don't don't kill a arm guy. Leave him. I like him. Leave him alone. Like let, let him be, let him be cool. And I think as you watch it, you'll be like, you'll get to be like, Oh, I like that monster. Don't, don't hurt that monster. Leave, leave that guy alone. He's cool. Um, but it's so close to the video games and it's so well done. I think you'll like it. And, um, they're, they're already, they're already talking about spinoffs much like they did with the NES games where it's like different generations. They're going to tell different stories of different generations of the Belmonts. Do you have a favorite Castlevania? I think that's where it, uh, my favorite is two, and I know a lot. Really? Of what is wrong with you, Simon's Quest? Get fucked. I the correct it. answer I loved... is uh, I forget which one it was on. Well, I will re- real talk. One. No, the correct answer is Symphony of the Night is the best Castlevania game. But oh no, yeah. but like I, 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 I yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. but yeah, Symphony of the Night is amazing. Yes. <laughs> what is a man but a miserable pile of secrets? <laughs> well, and you know that you can play that twice, yes. right? Well, of course, yeah. That's you the upside down play... castle. Yeah. Um, no, as far as the original trilogy on the NES, I love Simon Simon's Quest just because of all the the different options yeah. you had. Now it was goddamn almost impossible because not only did the the, the villagers that were supposed to give you clues lie to mm-hmm. you, but the English was broken and they gave you the wrong clues and they didn't know that they had given you the wrong clues because of the translation. Yes, yeah, that, that was a hot mess. I think they fixed that in like later editions, but well, I mean, like when the game was first release you there was no way that you had to like get the the i I think i might be messing this up but like you have to get the red pearl then go to a certain cliff and then kneel down and then like a stairway down Mm -hmm. to the next level would open up like nobody knew how that happened until some dude just happened to do it went on into uh it was posted in nintendo power and everybody was like holy shit i've been waiting nine months to beat this game it's good stuff i love castlevania i I even liked castlevania 64 from back in the day that shit was dope was creepier it could, yeah it does if you go back and you look at it now you're like oh why did i think this but i have like some very distinct memories of that game oh yeah very good all right all right well, we wrap this up we haven't done a podcast in a while mm-hmm. we went we went long uh you guys should have a pause button on your uh Podcast yeah, I will never understand sure. people to get pissed off about like movie, like oh this podcast is too long or this movie is too long. I'm like, like everyone's like, oh I, I'm never gonna watch that Justice League movie because it's too long. You fucking pause it and walk away. Yeah, yeah. You can just say yeah, like, I'm gonna watch that's two yeah, hours. That's fine. Right that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Now, uh, maybe you don't have object permanence like a toddler. That's true. <laughs> and you, don't, you forget. You forget. Yes, it, that's you know, exactly you, what it is. Yes. Yeah. You for, you forgot that the rest of the Snyder Cut still existed because you had to go. Oh back. shit! Hey, fun fact: Big Trouble in Little China is free on YouTube. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Actually, fun fact: a lot of the movies that they got off a podcast talk about are free on YouTube. So I'll be at work listening to it and just have the YouTube up to like click through. But like, this can't be that. Did bad. they talk about that oh, shitty Jesus. Nicolas Cage left behind movie? 
Because they should. They do all oh, the work. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. Yeah. All right, Shay. Like, uh, we hope you guys enjoy listening to this. We enjoy the shit out of doing it. As always, you can hit us up. Uh, you should be able to find this podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Um, granted, if I upload them to the right account, you should be able I to mean, find them. I mean, you know, if you find it when it's not at the right account, you're just a super fan. I just, I, you know, and I respect that. Well, the re- uh, my comment on when I uploaded, uh, I guess, the last podcast we did on um, SoundCloud, I said, you know, this is why we make zero bucks. Um, so that's why that's why we, we're this good at that. Mm-hmm. You can shoot us a question or an email, uh, Twitter and Facebook. It's at Woodscast1776, and the email is thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com because fuck Alex Jones and all his shtick. And, uh, Shay, I promise you I will find a, like, minute-long rant about everything he thinks is happening right now. It's dumb. Oh, but yeah. I, I, I really need to encapsulate it for you. Any closing thoughts, Shay? Um... Man who sleeps with itchy butt wakes with stinky finger. All right. As Captain Hydra says, seize the means of production.